podcast i am your host Stephen morris and as always i am so excited for you to be here on this very special veterans day episode uh first thing i want to say is from the bottom of my heart to all my veteran brothers and sisters out there thank you so much for uh for your sacrifice for your service if you're a family member uh, of a fallen a gold star family member uh thank you um and my heart is with you always um think about you guys every day and i'm thankful for for the sacrifices your family member made every single day Uh, with all that being said today we have a very very special uh guest with us in more ways than one he's a he's a marine so um you know marines are special special people anyway i digress um no he's awesome dude we have a great conversation and his company is doing some pretty amazing things as well so uh, i don't want to drag this out anymore so here we go all right my renowned fam two words and i already can't talk so annoying i know you guys get tired of it because i am incredibly tired of it anyway uh, welcome back to the renowned leadership of uh, my renowned fam. I'm so glad to be here and thank you so much for joining me on this special Veterans Day uh, podcast episode and in grand fashion, of course, on a fantastic day. I have a fantastic guest. He's very special. Uh, he's a very special veteran and I mean in more ways than one. <laughs> he's a Marine. So... You know, I made him put down the crowns for this episode. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> What's going on, Hughes? Welcome to the podcast, my brother. Doing pretty good, Stephen. How are you doing, man? Man, I, I'm good. And I'm sorry for the Marine jokes. I, I try to get them out early. Um, oh, we're used to it. We're used yeah. to it. Not a problem. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got, we got jokes, it. too. We have jokes, too. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Except ours, are, my jokes are clean. You know, yeah, can't, exactly. can't trust you jarheads. <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> so like i said uh, a special veterans day episode which means today is obviously veterans day and so first and foremost uh i know i can speak for hughes and myself when i say um to all the veterans out there just thank you so much for your service your dedication to our country and to the families that that paid the ultimate sacrifice thank you for that sacrifice and i promise you it will never ever ever go unforgotten um it, it means the world to me i know it does to hughes as well um and yeah just and then with that note um i i do want to go ahead start off a little dark on this episode because i know veterans day is is the number one day when veterans take their lives and i just want to tell all of you out there they hear my voice please 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 um you can get in contact with me just go to my website renownedleadership.com and we're, we'll talk it out brother to brother brother to sister whatever it is uh, i promise you please um before you do anything just just talk to somebody um because it's not worth it and i promise i know what you're going through i've been there i've done it and uh there is a light at the end of the tunnel you can't see it right now but i promise you it's there um and and so Hughes, man i was in i was in the army for 16 years and when i got out dude uh you know i tell people i'd rather get shot again than have to transition out of the army again takes a little while man it took me three and a half years well what was your experience like uh (laughs) yeah for me like until i uh until i was in a position to kind of take life seriously uh, maybe took me about four to five years of just kind of wandering, uh, doing nothing significant, uh, you know, uh, making zero progress, not really caring about making progress. Uh, I would say wandering was kind of probably the best word for me, uh, just kind of wandering around for a few years. Uh, and then when eventually when I got into like, you know, the, the veteran assistant space, uh, I found all these resources that I had just... <laughs> been neglecting for years and it was just such a kick in the butt uh my dad's a veteran as well you know so he was telling me when i came out hey you got these things for you i'm like man what well, i was just happy to be out of service happy to be free again right uh mm-hmm. uh yeah so there was a lot of uh, you know 
a lot of partying, a lot of darkness, a lot of, uh, you know, it's like I was a teenager for like a long, long time, you know, <laughs> way beyond those teen, whatever year. I was in my 20s, going deep into the 20s, uh, not wanting to really, you know, I think taking responsibility was a big part of it, you know, kind of being mad about some things, kind of blaming some folks for some things uh, and overlooking the fact that, man, I, I could have changed all of it, you know? I, if I would have just took the power kind of into my hands and kind of took more of an active role in my life, um, I could have made a difference, man. But, you know, this is the, everybody has their journey, you know? So for me, I had to, I had to wander and stumble and do some foolish things uh, in order to kind of find, in order to stumble on the path through my dad, of course. My dad, <laughs> my dad was like, needed help with his claim. Hey man, I need to, why don't you just go work for them and help me with my claim? All right, all right, whatever, man, I'll go do it, right? And that's kind of where it started for me, man. My dad, my dad, uh, you know, kind of just kicked me in my pants. Like, hey, you need to, if you do this, it could help me. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. Uh, but getting into the veteran space, taking advantage of some of those benefits, the resources, uh, changed my life, man. Getting around other people like me who could relate to what I was going through, you know? Because uh, most of us are veterans who work kind of in that veteran disability claim space. Most of us are veterans. So, uh, yeah, gave me that sense of community back that I was kind of missing from the service. Uh, didn't know how much I benefited from having a structure, right? Like in the service, yeah. I had such structure so I could operate you know, uh, what, what felt like kind of freely, but still within the structure, right? All of us there having a blast, uh, working hard, right? Learning a lot of stuff, but it was the structure of framework they provided for me, right? So when I got out, it took me a few years to realize how much I need a framework, you know, like I need a structure. I need uh, clear benchmarks. I need things to aim for, you know, uh, being an E2 or E1 and E2 and E3, like trying to aim for these things. Like I need that stuff. Uh, but I didn't know it. It, it took me a few years of, like I said, you know, just wandering around. And then yeah, I, got, I got lucky enough uh, to where my dad kind of pushed me in a direction. I got in there, started feeling good about it. And then it's like, man, I want to take this seriously. And that's when I bumped into uh, the words of Zig Ziglar. And that kind of helped me out in terms of, you know, <laughs> that helped me out. Uh, yeah, this is, uh, this is ridiculous. Uh, but that helped me out in terms of kind of being serious about you know, man, I got a lot of opportunity in my life, right? Like if I were to just take things seriously, you know, I could, I could really have an impact. Uh, but yeah, that was uh, for me. So that wandering, I, I could definitely relate to it. It was tough for me, mainly because uh, I didn't seek help immediately. You know, uh, right. I didn't, I wanted to do it myself. Hey, I can figure this out. Uh, and I didn't seek help uh, immediately, man, to, to kind of plug in to some of these things that they had. I mean, they have so much stuff kind of set up for us that could help us. Uh, and I was unaware of it. I mean, the claim, I didn't file a claim for like maybe 10, 12 years after I separated, you know? So it was just, yeah, a lot of stuff that I wasn't taking advantage of, didn't know about, uh, maybe wasn't in the right headspace to even learn about it. So, you know, uh, but yeah, that was my journey. I got lucky. My dad pushed me back on the path. <laughs> I got around more veterans and man, that, that changed my life, man, for me. So, uh, yeah, for me, I'm, I'm just very thankful, you know, that I got back into the space. Well, that's, and it's so true that we need the community, right? We, we, whether you get it through the VA or through mission 21 or the Till Valhalla project, wherever you find that, that veteran community space, we, we desperately need that community, mm -hmm. which is also, uh, you know, same for me. Um, I got involved with the Till Valhalla project and mission 21. And that's, that's really what started helping me through the, through the whole process. Mm -hmm. And plus I also found a mentor that, was uh he had been in the army for 12 years um but he had been out for a significant amount of time but he still remembered what it was like mm -hmm. so you know he helped work me through it you know but i think the biggest thing is you know when like you are you touched on it a little bit when we're in the military we have a very distinct purpose whether it's your battle buddy Mm -hmm. or whether it's getting that next that the, you know that next chevron on your chest or mm -hmm. bar on your chest whatever it is you, you're looking for 
um i guess marines still wear theirs on their collars but uh when you know again that next promotion that next rank is your purpose or whatever you know training is your purpose you always have a very distinct purpose and i realize now in hindsight when when i left the army i completely left my sense of purpose behind mm -hmm. and that's that's where my wondering came from is and again you you touched on that it's we had no no sense of purpose anymore we had nothing exactly. to guide us. so and exactly. that, that's i think that's why um you know when you get when you got into that veteran space where you could help people where you could serve mm -hmm. people um that gave you a new sense of purpose mm -hmm. and with that new sense of purpose came a little bit of clarity to help guide you into oh, where goodness. you are now yes which is exactly what happened to me so again uh veterans out there i encourage you uh fi just find something whether it's working in a homeless shelter a soup kitchen mm -hmm. find a way to serve another human being and that's going and to mission provide... 21 is, is a good one they probably are likely to have that in their area so definitely mission 21 yeah mission 21 is amazing the tilvahala project is amazing um all you know the, there are so many out there yeah, and you got the honor foundation as well that's kind of in our area the honor foundation that's another one but yeah there, there's yeah. a lot out there yeah Absolutely. Your, local, your local uh american legion right that's yeah. helpful as well too right just connected connected with vets who can kind of relate to you that's that's big. yeah yeah and you know it's funny i don't really I, I don't go to bars anymore but i do enjoy going to the vfw every once in a while and just hearing hearing the the old vet stories to just <laughs> yeah. re to remind myself of how sucky i didn't have it. <laughs> You know, yeah. you listen to, you listen it was to the pretty good when we came through. Oh, yeah. bro. Yeah. It was good. yeah. Bro, listening to some of the Korean or Vietnam vets talk about how it was in their days. And oh, like, my goodness. Yeah. I don't, I couldn't have done that. So, no way. Yeah, we had it so good. No way. I mean, when I was even, when I was in the Marine Corps, it was uh, 2000. I, I got out in, uh, yeah, I got out in, in maybe two, 2000. I got in 2001. And 2001. <laughs> The West Coast Marines had like stress cards. They were saying like, you know, drill instructors stressing you out too much. He just raised the stress card. I was like, what? <laughs> but that kind of let me know that, you know, a change was taking place in our society to where folks are, you know, looking at these things a little closer and saying, no, you, you can't do that. Uh, I was I was so surprised, but I didn't realize what it was at that time. But that was like the signal of yeah, a shift things you know mm -hmm. they wouldn't allow things to be as difficult and as tough and as aggressive as they were you know back in those days so yeah it's it's a difference do, do a you think do you think that's a detriment to our military that's a good question uh it definitely can be yeah because you, you want guys uh to be able to react with confidence in intense situations, right? Like that's kind of mm -hmm. what this thing can boil down to an intense situation. We need you to still have confidence and still be able to move forward. All right. With no hesitation. Uh, so in that regard, yeah, there, there can be a negative, uh, there can be a negative aspect to it. Uh, you know, when you're, when you're talking these high pressure situations uh, without a doubt. But in but the other regard, you know, we're, it's so we've already talked about just how insanely hard it is to readapt to society, mm -hmm. you know, going from that environment. So, I mean, I can only imagine it, it eases that burden a little bit mm -hmm. on the back end. But I mean, there has to be a happy medium somewhere to where yeah. it's, you're still making hard individuals that can fight a war. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, we don't just get hit with a wrecking ball the second we separate. Yeah, that, that's the key. Like you said, that balance, that balance, man, because, you know, it, it could ease that transition coming back into civilian life. Yeah. But um, if they're needed in those high situations, right, that that's could put us at a disadvantage. So uh, definitely, uh, I think we definitely need to look at both aspects of it. Um, but more so that making sure they're prepared aspect, to be honest, in my opinion, you know, uh, right. Because you know, I doubt Russia it. gets stress cards. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> definitely not happening. You know, definitely not. 
and uh, and discipline and and tough training is a good thing. Like I'm not on that side of oh that's bad. No man, life is hard. Unfortunately, right? Like that's the reality of it. So I, mm-hmm. I look at it. Like, that's what we're preparing people for. Life, life is difficult. I mean, if you can't take a little bit of toughness then life could be a bit of a struggle for you. So I think it is good to, you know, nothing wrong with some tough, in my opinion, I'm a Marine. So of course I'm thinking this way, (laughs) but (laughs) nothing wrong with a little tough love, you know? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, Cause the army doesn't do any tough training at all. Just the Marines. You guys a little little kinder. I understand, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Hey, all my buddies are army too. So we go at it all day, you know? (laughs) so what are you working on now you get you got this uh new uh workforce trinity thing going on um, yes. tell, tell yes. us about that okay so this is uh it's, it's pretty much a three principle framework right like kind of three principles to, to kind of serve as a framework for folks when they approach uh their careers and and how this came about was uh once i kind of stabilized and started having some success in my career uh, then I wanted to kind of figure out why. Why is this? Why am I being able to have uh, this success, right? So I started to try to boil down what is it that I'm doing, right? What are the, the basic things that I'm doing? Uh, and once I identified them, uh, I had some other folks that worked with me at the time, two other people specifically that were kind of doing these same three things. Uh, and then their careers, you know, were taking off as well. And they're calling me up, letting me know about the offers that they were getting and everything. So that's when I'm like, okay, I may have it, these three things. Uh, so that's when I wrote the book about it. Uh, and then I, you know, sent it out to the workforce to kind of get some feedback and people loved it. People loved it. And, and my intention behind it was to help folks get more recognition, right? Have more confidence, have more stability in their careers. Uh, and the feedback that I got, they also liked that it. it was very simple too. I didn't want it to be something complex, right? If it was complex, you know, I wouldn't have been able to understand it. So uh, I'm trying to keep things simple simple things that everybody could use right and, and those three things kind of boiled down to uh knowing your job is one of them like knowing the mission knowing are we providing a product or service and who is our target audience right like that kind of basic understanding but from that foundation you can have all kinds of creativity to accomplish the objective right once you're clear on what the objective is so that was number one number two was uh, just having a good relationship with co-workers and that was from the military and i played sports as well so having kind of a team mentality with, with, with work, right? So I kind of want to know what you do. How can I help you, right? How can you help me? If you can't, that's fine. You know, somebody else can help me. But I wanted to kind of learn from everybody what they did. How can I help, right? Just having that kind of team mentality. Nothing was personal. Uh, nobody at work even knows my middle name, right? So it's not like we really know each other, right? And it, and it didn't confuse me on that fact. It's like, this is not personal. Let's accomplish the goal here, Uh and then the, the public speaking is the third one, being willing to speak publicly. Uh, and it made me very nervous at first, like it does with everybody, right? It's just a natural thing getting up there because you can't control what's about to happen, right? So you, you get all nervous, like, oh, I don't know what's going to happen. And you don't, but it's just about, for me, it was just about having the courage to kind of go up there. And then once I started doing the public speaking, another thing I saw was that nobody wanted to do it, right? There was a lot of stuff that, hey, man, can somebody help us out with this or this or this? So volunteering helped me out tremendously because I learned about so many different aspects of what we were doing, you know, uh, just being willing to kind of jump in and learn and learn and learn. Uh, so that kind of showed that I was reliable as well, right? Reliable. If you make count on me to kind of volunteer to help out. Uh, it got to the point to where uh, there was an issue with a customer in like another office somewhere. And uh, the director called me personally, like, Hey man, we need you to deal with this lady because, uh, but that was all because I had been consistently reliable person, had a positive attitude because I was, you know, I was excited about the learning. Like, man, I'm learning so much. And with all this knowledge, I could help people like immediately. Once I got the knowledge, I could share it, you know, with somebody. I started making checklists. I started getting real creative within that space of service. Right. And that's kind of just what did it for me. So so getting those three things down, the learning your job, the having a good relationship with coworkers and that public speaking. Right. You do those consistently. A year, two years later, everything's going to be changed for you, right? You know, you got to have the courage to apply for those higher uh, positions, of course, but you'll have an understanding of them, right? So the more I learned, man, it just, once I got to those three things uh, in, in the workforce, in my job, that's kind of, that's what I'm going to do from here on out. You know, that's kind of, that's the approach, period. Whatever job I have doesn't matter. 
is going to be the same approach, same approach. Uh, so for me, uh, it's been extremely helpful simplifying things for me, you know, and the public speaking just, I'm not, I'm not good at that stuff. Right? I'll be good eventually, but I'm willing to try. It's like, to me, that's the biggest part of it. Just being willing to get back up there and try. Because the more I watch, man, nobody's perfect. You know, and I think we all understand that. It's like, you're not going to be perfect, but we want to share whatever this message is. So, hey, be willing to try for the team. And that's kind of uh, the approach that I took. Helped me out tremendously. And uh, that's why we put out the framework, man, to try to spread it to folks. You know, just kind of let them know, hey, there are some simple things you can do to kind of give you more power, give you more stability also. Because now you understand your industry. Now you understand, okay, these roles above me, huh? maybe I could do those. Uh, so just trying to simplify things, man, and give people, like you said, that clarity. Clarity was such a big thing for me. So for the rest of my life, I'll probably be trying to make products that can give other people clarity. You know, that's that's what it's about, man, because it's, it's just a valuable thing. Like you said, it's so valuable uh, to have that clarity. Right. And the this whole premise, really, um, the way you explained it to me is that first uh, the first thing is that you understood or realized that every um industry is a multi is is based on a multi-billion dollar industry yes. yes which means there is more than plenty enough room for you so then you can, you came up with this framework and you applied this framework to to move yourself to position yourself within that industry Mm -hmm. to where you could start taking more of that profit for yourself. Exactly. That's a better way to say it. I might steal that, sir. So uh, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> you only like have that. to give me credit twice. I'm like, ah, well, I got you. I get you taken care of. Yeah, that's very <laughs> nice. But yeah, exactly, though. Exactly. It's like, yeah, like you said it. We're in this billion, trillion dollar industries, right? And just kind of reminding ourselves, like, man, this is a, an incredible opportunity if we take it seriously. Uh, so, so that's, yeah, that's exactly what it's about. Just kind of trying to open our eyes to the opportunity uh, that's here for all of us. I mean, we've heard the stories of the person who starts on the fries at McDonald's two years later, three, they own the McDonald's, right? It's like, it's possible wherever you are. McDonald's is making billions, trillions of dollars, I would assume, right? They're worldwide. They're making kajillions of dollars. So it's like, even if you're at McDonald's, I mean, the opportunity is there. You know, that's what we're trying to remind people, you know, uh, and people around you may not understand it. That's fine. Right? <laughs> that is yeah. fine. Let's, yeah, let's just focus on, hey, if you get on that mission, man, there's a lot of folks more than willing to help you. I mean, you'd be surprised once you take your job seriously, start volunteering, how many people are willing to help you, you know? So, yeah, that, that's really the message we're trying to push. Yes, indeed. That opportunity is there and we can take advantage of it. Yeah. And you're absolutely right. Um, there, There's a... Uh, a grocery store chain down south um, where I worked for uh, after I left the, the military and they um, the president of the company started out as a bagger when he was 16 years old <laughs> right and yes. now, he's, now he's the president of, yes. of the entire company so yes. I mean you're absolutely right when, when you keep your eye on like mm -hmm. look, and, and that that grocery store chain is a multi-billion dollar corporation wow right? so i mean it's one of the yes. largest grocery store chains in the world yes and it's a multi-billion dollar corporation and of course the the corporation has other things than just the grocery store mm -hmm. but um yeah he you know started as a bagger or a cashier whatever it was started at yeah. the front of the store at 16 years old and there he is, 40, 45, I don't know how old he was at the mm -hmm. time, making however much the president uh, makes. Oh, my goodness. I have no clue. <laughs> and, you know, it's like, man, when, when you think of that, yeah, you may, you may be flipping burgers at McDonald's, but it's all about how you apply yourself to yes. your work. And, and taking and it seriously. Yeah. So I think with that being said, one of the biggest problems is mindset. Right. Yes. Like uh, we, we lose control of our mindset. We don't see mm -hmm. the the overarching, like you said, it mission, basically, mm -hmm. of how do I get from the fryer to the C-suite? Mm -hmm. And so because we lose that that mission or vision, 
then we just become complacent. And yes. I'm sure you've heard it a million times. Complacency kills. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And I, I think what folks often overlook is uh, if you're on the fries, kill them on the fries. Huh? How about that? You'd be the best fry guy out there. That's what it's about. You know, wherever you are, kill it. Right. Like don't just do a good job, do a great job. Right. Like, Get that understanding of this is what I'm doing. And everything we do is, is a performance, right? It's a, a performance of us, right? Of our uh, our personal performance. So it's like, man, take take pride in that stuff. And like you said, um, we try to say it's, it's the majors and minors. People are spending major time focusing on minor things, right? But the major thing at your work is that mission, is the target audience. How are we serving these people? If you're seeing trends, right, with customers, Hey, take the initiative. Hey, I'm seeing this trend. Maybe we should try this. I mean, if you start really showing folks that you're interested in your job, especially because of the way things are right now, I would say, what, 80% of folks don't want to be there. So that's opportunity, right? It's all in how you look at it. That is opportunity. If you take your stuff seriously, I mean, sky's the limit. But it is a definitely focusing on the majors and instead of the minors. It's like the uh, we tell the story of uh, the four uh, executives, right? They brought in a consultant to help them get more work-life balance. Consultant takes a jar, puts four stones in the jar, right? Closes the jar, puts it on the table, says, is the jar full? The consultants, uh, they say, yeah, the jar's full. So the, consult the, uh, the consultant opens up the, the jar, pulls out a bag of pebbles, pours it into the jar with the big stones in it, right? Closes it back up, sets it back down, asks the executive, now is it full? Uh, so now the executives are confused. They don't want to answer, right? They don't want to be wrong. So, okay. Opens it up again, takes out a bag of sand, puts it in that same jar with the stones and the pebbles. Sand goes in there, close it back up. Now is it full? So, you know, one of the executives says, uh, no, you can put water in it, right? Now they're catching on. Uh, so exactly, takes the top off, puts the water in there now, right? Closes it back up. And he says, what's the point of this uh, exercise? And the executives, of course, say, uh, I get it. I think what you're trying to say is, regardless of how much we have going on, right? If we position it right, we can fit everything we need to do into the jar, right? Is, is what the uh, the consultant was trying to say. The consultant says, uh, no, that's not the point. <laughs> that is not the point, right? The point is <laughs> with the stones, if we don't put the big stones in first, we're not able to get them in there at all, right? If we put the pebbles and the sand and the water first, the big stones are not going to even be able to fit in there. And we're talking the same thing for life. If we focus so much on the minor things that don't really matter, we're not going to have time to focus on the major things that do matter. And we see, you know, a lot of that's happening, right? And those major things, once again, with your occupation, it's the mission. That's a major thing. It's the, the target audience. Who are we trying to serve? Is it a product? Is it a service? Is it both? Right? That's the major thing about your job. But we find, you know, folks are, are focused on things other than that, uh, you know, when if you focus on that, that's the key to everything, right? The more you serve, the more they will compensate you, right? That's kind of how it goes. So, uh, yeah, we try to get people to focus on the, the major things, the important thing. And we understand the minor things are there, no problem. But let's not get overwhelmed by them. And let's be able to distinguish between minors and majors, you know. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, that, that's a big focus of, for us, trying to help people to kind of clarify the majors and the minors about work. Yeah, uh, the the one I love that uh, little story. I I never get tired of hearing it. <laughs> it's a great story. But I have a story of my own. Uh, kind of what you were talking about before that, mm -hmm. of you know, always serve the best you can, no matter what. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was an E four, right, getting ready to go to the promotion board, and uh, we did this uh, mass cal mass cal mass casualty exercise okay and all the senior leadership and the platoon got killed you know there are a couple oh. ncos and then a whole bunch of joes okay. and um again this is just a training ex exercise anyway um everyone was just kind of standing around with you know you know twiddling their thumbs and you know i just started barking orders you know it didn't matter you know if it was nco private mm -hmm. it didn't matter i just started like hey you, we got to do this this <clears throat> and it was it, i didn't even think about it i was just reacting to the situation mm -hmm. one of the one of the graders for the exercise who i didn't know um 
was filling in for one of the first sergeants on an upcoming promotion board. He was very impressed and complimented me on <laughs> after the training exercise on my initiative and willing willingness to take charge. Yeah. And he was on my promotion board a few months later. Wow. Yeah. And so going when I got in front of them at the promotion board, he he complimented to the sergeant major and the other first sergeants about my performance. And that was probably the easiest promotion board in history. All right, everybody, I just want to interrupt the podcast really, really quick and uh, take a minute to tell you all about the brand new Renown Coaching System. This is a system I've personally designed and put a lot of thought and effort and love into. It's an amazing system. Let me tell you real quick why it's an amazing system, because you get real time analytics. You get to see exactly where you were when you started, where you currently are, and how close you are to achieving that ultimate goal that you set at the very beginning. You get analytics for everything. More importantly, the accountability with this system is the best you'll find anyplace else in the world. I get to see everything that's going on and make sure that you are staying accountable to the goals you set. It's, it's truly powerful. You guys just got to see it for yourself. Go to renownedleadership.com. Go to the top right-hand corner. Click book a call. You'll get to come talk to me personally, and I will personally give you a tour of this system. It is truly amazing. It's one of a kind, and it's truly, truly powerful. I'm so excited. I can't wait to show you all. That's uh, all I got to say about it. So let's get back to the podcast. They asked me a few questions, but really my performance that was observed carried me through the entire thing. You never know who's watching you. Never know who's watching. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Yeah, that's big. That's big. Trying to get that message to people. Like, you never know. You never know. And that's a prime example. Yeah. And that's key because I promise you, if you're doing the right thing, to the best of your ability, when you're supposed to be doing it, someone is going to notice. Yes, indeed. The right person is eventually going to notice. Yes, indeed. So, um, man, time flies. We're already 30 minutes in. So, oh, really? Yeah. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. okay. We, we got we to pick it up. So okay. um, <laughs> you, you talked about the principles. What, uh, what are the best ways... Maybe, maybe in your your life, what what were are the best ways to implement these three principles, and, and to ensure that you're always in alignment with these three principles? I would say uh, so. For number one, uh, whatever your job is, I would say you know start online with it. Just kind of getting that mission statement out, uh, and from the mission statement, uh, just try to figure out what's the product or the service that we provide based on what you know about the job daily, right, what you've been going through with the job, and then try to figure out who is our target audience, right? Once you get those three things, you want to write those down. You want to have that mission somewhere where you can see it. Uh, You want to have that target audience somewhere you can see it. And then you want to have whether you provide a product or service somewhere that you can see it, right? Once you get that, uh, you can start looking up trends for that target audience. How are they being reached, right? This is just to kind of get you in the habit of, of getting ideas that you can take to your occupation, right? Another thing um, those weekly newsletters, things like that, they send out about your job. Try to read them, right? That's not, <laughs> try to read them. That that's another big thing. Like there's always little nuggets in there, right? Uh, always little nuggets. There's a story of the guy who, uh, the owner who kind of put like little secret bonuses and things like that in his weekly newsletter because he knew most employees uh, wouldn't read it. So at least give it a, you know, we don't have you don't have to go word for word. Understood. Uh, but you do want to take an interest in your occupation, right? And that's kind of what it's all about. Getting that view so you can kind of get that macro view, right? Where you are now, you may be looking at it just from your role. Once you understand the mission, the target audience, uh, as well as whether it's a product or service, now you can kind of start to get that macro view, you know, of your occupation. Uh, so it would start with getting that mission statement uh, and then just kind of thinking to yourself, what is the product, service, or both that we provide? Who is the target audience? How is this audience being reached currently, right? Because things change, the mediums change. I mean, <clears throat> TV is shifting, right? It's, it's all just ad space now for the most part, right? Promoting whatever live event is coming up. So how uh, how people are reaching their consumer is changing, right, daily. So 
that's an area of opportunity right now specifically also once you can identify the target audience now you may be able to bring in some ideas of you know um innovational ways to kind of serve that audience or reach that audience uh but it comes down to first establishing those three things what's the mission are we providing product or service or both and who is our target target audience right getting clear on those three things and once you get clear on that what you'll start to see is, you know, when you're in the meetings now, you start to understand a little bit more. You start to listen a little bit more, right? Like, oh, okay, what are they? Ah, okay, I see. And then you start to maybe have your own opinions even, right? For our target audience, I don't know if that's the, the right, the most effective way to reach them. Uh, but in order to get these things, it all starts with kind of you getting that basic understanding, right? The kind of foundational components to any job, which would be that mission, that product or service, and then your target audience. Right. And with those three things, once again, those are kind of like the floor for you to be creative in. Right. That you can have, you could be so creative within those platforms and uh, it will definitely lead you to progress. Because once again, your, your perspective will start to expand now. Now you don't just understand it from your role. You understand it from your supervisor's role. Right. From their boss's role. Uh, <clears throat> I know for me with the framework, another thing, let me know I was on to something. I got a performance review one time. And my supervisor pretty much told me that I was doing the frame. He didn't know the framework, but he's like, yeah, we, you know, we really like that. You know your job well. <laughs> oh, you know your job well, right? You're, you're helpful with everybody. Whenever we need you, you're willing to help out. And then we need you to give a presentation. You're doing that also. So, yeah, we really appreciate all that. And that's the, that's the trinity, right? That's the trinity right there. Uh, and he was telling me that he was seeing it. So that also let me know, man, I'm really on to something with this. When the folks are, I didn't even tell them. But how he's envisioning my work is through that lens of, man, this guy really knows his job. This guy is really helping his coworkers. And this guy is really willing to share the message. Right. And it's kind of like, man, those three things, you do those three, you'll be an asset wherever you go. Whatever company would, would love to have you there. Right. As long as you do those things uh, effectively. Right. And being reliable, of course. I mean, you know, you got to be on time and stuff like that. But I mean, should we even have to say that? out? <laughs> Maybe we do. But... <laughs> Nowadays, yeah. <laughs> Maybe we do, but you know, there's, there's an element of professionalism that is just kind of assumed in this thing. Uh, but yeah, th those three things, man, I'm telling you, uh, can change everything for you. And, and once again, it starts with you getting your own understanding, right? Like not what somebody else thinks or somebody else telling you, this is how we should do it. No, we are all creative human beings. So you want to get your own understanding, right? Just take a little time, sit down with it. What are we trying to accomplish? And then once you have your own understanding, now you can tap into your unique gifts, right? We all have uh, eight different intelligences, right? Now you can tap into your unique gifts that could add only what you could add to that occupation, right? But it starts with getting that kind of foundational understanding. So now you can operate uh, from, a, from a framework, you know? So that, that's where it starts, though, getting that, that basic understanding. Right. And one of the things... I hear often, and I actually love this conversation because it kind of gives me a way to answer it that I've never thought of before, but I'm going to ask you anyway mm -hmm. um, and see what your answer would be, it is a lot of times, we'll take you for example, you know, you're, you're a military veteran with 20 years of, of public service experience, you have you're an entrepreneur, you have, um, you're a public speaker, you, have, you just have this world of experience that you can draw from mm -hmm. to capitalize on, to profit from, to position yourself uh, in the marketplace to, to take more of that billion or trillion dollar industry uh, for yourself. But a lot of people, they say, I, I don't have that. Uh, you know, I, I don't have, I'm not a military veteran. I don't have the 20 years experience mm -hmm. and I'm not a public speaker. I, I just, I just, you know, do fries at McDonald's. Uh, that's all I do. Mm -hmm. That's all I know. So Understood. that's all you do now. Right. Mm -hmm. So I mean, what, how do you, how do you go from being 18 years old you know, that, that that president I was telling you about, how did he go from being 16 years old bagging groceries to the president of a multi-billion dollar corporation? Mm -hmm. uh, how do you do that? Well, you know, uh, <clears throat> I would say what, what we have to keep in mind is that, you know, um, you don't have to be great to get started. 
but you do have to get started in order to be great, right? So it all has to start mm-hmm. somewhere, right? Like there's no there's no guarantees in any of this stuff, you know. Um, I have 20 years public service, uh, but when I'm selling my products, you know, it's still a struggle to sell them. I'm still going to have to build the brand up. That's why I'm coming on to these things, doing the marketing, doing the advertising. Uh, so there's always going to be the work of it all, right? The, the new learning of it all, uh, you know, because the work is different from the entrepreneur. So that's a whole new ball game where I'm the young person. Now I'm coming in, you know, I have Similac on my breath, right? I don't know what to do. Uh, so, so even in that, though, uh, for me, even in this entrepreneur space, willingness is kind of the key. Willing to learn, willing to try, willing to care, willing to stay and willing to fail. Fail your way to success. Try things. See what worked. Right. Uh, but for me, also, it's staying clear on what the goal is. Having those one year goals, two year goals. So for that young young person, I would say, okay, first would be to inventory your skills. That's the first thing we suggest everybody does, right? Take that multiple intelligence assessment to kind of see where your different intelligences are. What are your different rates, right? And that can kind of give you a leg up, right? There may be certain occupations that you would inherently have an advantage in based off of, you know, the person that you are. Uh, So the first thing would be to inventory your tools. That's number one. You always want to know what weapons you have at your disposal, right? So you can do that with the multiple intelligence assessment or the uh, interest profiler uh, uh, from DOL as well. Uh, but first inventorying your tools and then whatever occupation you want to go into, uh, if there's a number amount that you want to make, decide on that, right? You, we can reverse engineer this thing. Decide, okay, how much money do you want to make? Once you decide that, let's write that down. And then from there, what industry, what occupation are we talking about, Right. You got to clarify those things first. And then let's go look at the people who are making this, right? And let's start studying those people. What have they done to get there? What skills do they have, right? Uh, that put them in that position. What skills do they have that you don't have, right? Because the first step would be deciding on that destination, just like GPS, and then planning your route out, right? Because everybody got there somehow, right? And there's hundreds of people in whatever role it is that you're shooting for. There's hundreds of people you can identify. And let's start, okay. What could be a path for me to get to that place, right? So it all kind of starts with deciding right? how much money do you want to make? Not a lot, no vague. And, you know, you can't be vague. We got to be specific. If it's if it's 100,000, okay, let's write that down. Boom. Now what occupation or what industry are you leaning toward, right? So with the, the people who are coming into this thing, it's largely going to, and you'll see this for the rest of your life, it'll largely be about having the courage to decide, this is what I want, right? Once you decide on that destination, now we can get walking on the path, right? But I got to let you know up front, there are no guarantees, right? We don't rig anything, right? We just, <laughs> things kind of, you know, there's things just kind of happen in life, right? And when you go on your path, uh, life is like the seasons. So the winter will come. There will be disruptions. As soon as you get on the path and think, oh man, I'm ready to hit it now, trouble is coming, right? So it's like, we got to be aware of these things as well, just kind of the life of it all, right? Like the winter is coming, the spring is going to come, summer is going to come, fall is going to come, right? So we want to be prepared uh, for these things as well. So when you get on that path and the discouragements, the distractions, when they start to come, you don't get confused and think, oh, maybe this isn't the path for me. No, that could be the sign that it is the path for you. You know, you have to stay steadfast through those things, through those difficulties, right? Once again, that's why we try to give the frameworks to kind of serve as anchors, right? When things get, when the storm starts kicking up, you got to have some anchors to hold on to, right? That's why we try to give that framework uh, because it is going to be a bumpy ride. And we don't lie about that. We try to be straightforward with people about that. Going from uh, from wherever you are to higher levels is going to be a bumpy ride, right? That's why most people get discouraged and may not want to do it. So we let people know that up front. It's going to be bumpy. but So we have to be clear on where we want to get to. Right. Once you're clear on that destination, once again, just like GPS, if you want to go to Disney, you better put Disney in there. Don't put Orlando. Right. Because you're going to go somewhere else. So we want to put Disney, Florida specifically. That's why it's about, you know, specifically having the courage to decide up front. And then keeping in mind uh, this stuff, it's a buddy. It's not a burden. Right. It's like if you decide on something specifically and then you're on the way there. You decide, I want to go somewhere else. Do that. Right. We're not trying to lock you in or (laughs) handcuff you to anything it's just about deciding on your spots right because what we found is that is very helpful in terms of progress right that's just the reality of deciding on a, on a destination extremely helpful uh in terms of progress right they say uh 
another another little story about picking your spot, right? They they put you in a room and they say, uh, go to the, the other side of the room in a straight line, right? Go to the other side of the room in a straight line. They'll, they'll, the person starts walking in a straight line. If you bring out a chair and put it in front of the person, they'll normally stop and not know where to go. You tell that same person, go to that corner on the other side of the room and you put the chair in front of them. They know where they're going, so they'll just walk around the chair and go to the corner, right? It's just about having that specific destination, right? That's key. Being clear with yourself, most importantly, on what it is you're shooting for. If it's 100, if it's 200, if it's three, whatever the case, hey, there's people out here making all kinds of money. So <laughs> everything <laughs> is possible, right? People are making all kinds of ridiculous money. So it is possible, but it starts with you deciding, right? And then studying, being willing to study, okay, how these folks get here? What's going to be my path to get here? And what you'll find, if you're willing to ask, a lot of people are willing to help, right? Not everybody. And don't get discouraged if you bump into the wrong person. That's normal, right? That's just part of life. Uh, so, but keep asking, keep asking, asking, you shall receive. So we want you to just get focused, get focused on deciding what it is you want and then going for it, right? That, that's what it's really about. Even as a young person, you can call your shot right now. It's okay. If you want to make X amount of dollars, call that shot right now and then start looking for folks who make it and study how they get there. What's going to be my route to get there, right? That's that's kind of what we encourage folks to do. Uh, become a good researcher. That's big. Being able to seek and find information. That is big. Being self-reliant in terms of identifying and finding the information that you're looking for, right? We try to always, uh, you know, stress to, to develop that skill, develop that skill of seeking and finding. That'll change everything for you. Uh, so, but yeah, for the young person, decide. Step one, decide. What do you want? How much do you want to make? Right, yeah. that's step one. <clears throat> that, that's so, so important. And it's funny that you compare it to a GPS because I always compare it to a GPS. GPS! Well. <laughs> yeah, I do because, I, I mean, you know, I, I remember being in the Army before a Garmin, right? Oh, a man, Garmin yeah, GPS, yeah, man, yeah, and having man, to do land that the old, old, old school way and i remember how happy i was when i got a garmin <laughs> and i didn't have to do that anymore oh, gps man. is a lifesaver bro and so yes. my goals you know i keep a gold journal with you know five to ten year goals mm -hmm. that are broken down into smaller year goals that are broken down even smaller into month goals and those month goals fill my weekly to-do lists Boom. Yeah. And it, that's exactly what it is. It's a GPS to, main, to make sure I always maintain the proper heading to get to where I want to go. Correct. And I think the biggest problem people have is that they, they think they have to be locked in, right? <clears throat> you know, if my goal yeah. is for my company to make seven and a half million dollars in five years, that doesn't mean, you know, life's going to happen to me. You know, there could be another pandemic or, mm -hmm. you know, some other tragedy, you know, happened to me or my family, or maybe I just get burnt out and I end up not wanting my business and I sell it <laughs> yep. before I, you know, like it's okay to change yes, the course to your goal. Just because it's your course doesn't mean you have to be locked in that course. You know, I, I'm pretty sure the people on the Titanic wish they had changed course a little earlier, yeah. right? Like, <laughs> It's okay to, to, to change the course. So yes, indeed. I mean, just don't get locked in. It's okay to not be yeah. locked in. Just have an idea. You know, mm -hmm. GPS is reprogrammable. You can program. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> and then halfway there, be like, you know, I want to hang out in the Smoky Mountains for a while. Well, why and not? Right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. So where, where, where does this fit in for businesses? Then where do, can businesses, utilize the trinity to help their employees it would be more for uh workforce organizations uh i mean businesses could do it as well uh to empower their employees to kind of make them more productive uh but that's what i meant yeah but also understanding that those folks you know may want to grow and then uh exit which is fine right the business has to have enough confidence to kind of have that long-term view like right i want to have stable productive people here even if they're going to be here for a couple of years, because while they're there, while they're here, they're going to be spreading that word of mouth, let them know how good the company is to the people they know, right? They're going to be enjoying themselves. They're going to be productive. 
So they're going to be a walking advertisement for other for the position, right? So uh, companies could do it, but it's about having that kind of long range mindset and, and understanding for all your folks, you want them to be more productive. You know, if, if the people who are working, let's say on the front lines, understand the mission and everything more, now they can be more creative to make the whole process potentially more efficient, right? So I think the Trinity, if the, the businesses may be a little fearful looking at it from the standpoint, and we're preparing these people to leave the company, if, if they can be okay with that, that you're preparing people to get stronger. Whatever happens, happens. You're just preparing them to get stronger, period, for their entire work life, not just while they're here. Uh, but that will undoubtedly serve the company more than anyone else, you know, because they're going to be learning all this stuff there and really, you know, giving all their ideas and energy while they're there with the company. Right. So, uh, yes, businesses could benefit from it, uh, but that is not one of my target audiences right now. No, <laughs> yeah, it's no. funny you say that. One of my favorite things to tell companies is, you know, yes, if you if you spend the time, money, resources into building your people there's a solid chance that they'll leave and go find and right they're they're mm -hmm. continuing to better themselves mm -hmm. and you should one you should want that for your people you mm -hmm. should always want them you know one, one of the things that blows my mind is when i hear entrepreneurs talking about their journey and you know most entrepreneurs start their their entre entrepreneur journey while working for another company Mm -hmm. And you hear all these horror stories about how the company finds out about it and then fires them or freaks out and tries to make them quit the journey or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. And I've never understood that because, man, don't you want that kind of ingenuity in your people? Yeah. Right. You say you do, but then but then whenever it approaches, you, you kind of shun it away. And what I ask companies is, you know, yes, you can train them and they will leave. That is a solid option. Mm -hmm. However, what happens when you train them or when you don't train them and, and they, they stay? stay. That's no good. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> that is correct, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you got to do the right thing. I think, you know, a lot of companies, unfortunately, are just short-sighted. Right. So that's why a lot of them are not the top companies. I think it's the top companies that have that longer vision, have that confidence to understand. Yeah, we're training people. And if you want to leave, you want to leave to go somewhere else. That's fine. We're still going to uh, provide that great atmosphere for whoever comes behind you. Right. And we're going to have our pipeline set up to where we'll always have pools of people to kind of pull and bring from bring into uh, bring into the occupation, into the company. So. It's the right thing to do. And I mean, for the longer term, those folks, now now they may come back later to help you out. Now they may have their kids working here. I mean, it's going to pay dividend, but it's going to pay forever. It's not going to be the short-term gain to where, oh, I'm, I'm winning right now. At least that's how I feel. Uh, so it's going to be like a longer-term thing. Uh, so, yeah, it would be on the business to kind of really try to employ that long-term vision instead of trying to get the short and quick. Uh, because we all kind of know that doesn't, work out well in the long run so you know but but we see it so <laughs> so right. yeah just trying to yeah get them to shift to that long-term vision doing what's right so how how do you see the trinity helping people uh in, in the coming impending doom if you want to look at it that way <laughs> um i'm excited i don't i don't have that doom and gloom look about it but you know the the workplace land landscape is cha changing rapidly uh -huh. You know, uh -huh. COVID taught us that we don't have to go sit in an office for 40 hours plus a week. Correct. We can do a lot of this stuff from home. And a lot mm -hmm. of employees are forcing the employers to allow them at least some time at working from home. So mm -hmm. do, does the Trinity change in this, this new landscape that's taking place? Or does it all stay pretty much the same as far as, all, all, you know, the, how you're applying yourself? Trinity uh, would stay the same, you know, even with this change that, that's taking place. It, it would stay the same, even with the um, you got all kinds of shifts happening in the workforce now. I mean, new industries have been created here since COVID, right? Like I'm thinking at some point you may have to regulate like content creators. You may have to like a, have to have a regulatory authority or like it's getting it's getting <laughs> very different nowadays, you know, because people are. People have really created their own industry, right? These, this direct-to-user kind of thing. People are creating their own industry. 
everything's shifting. Uh, they got us, you know, folks are not in the office as much anymore, but now uh, your restaurants and things like that are starting to suffer. So now they're trying to bring folks back into the office. So there's all these kind of shifts taking place. Uh, but yeah, the Trinity, once again, it will be the anchors for you, right? Because that doesn't change the mission, the target audience, right? How we're reaching them, that may change because of shifts, right? So that gives you another advantage if you're aware of the target audience and how we're reaching them now based on some of these shifts, right? Uh, we've I've heard of businesses like um, having like uh, uh, memberships for remote workers to go to like coffee shops and things like that and have an office at the coffee shop type of thing. So with the shifts that's taking place, people are creating more and more businesses out of this stuff, right? So people are continuing right. to be creative and create more and more and more things. Uh, but at the foundation of all of it is service. They're trying to serve people, right? Since since more workers are remote, now how do we how do we serve the remote worker, right? So even with that shift, if the audience changes or the characteristics of that audience change, the focus is still the same, right? Okay, now that they're remote, uh, that means you know they may not be at home. They can go and travel places. So now uh, at your Starbucks or your Panera Bread, it makes sense to have like a membership thing for a remote worker. When they come in, you know they're there. They'll get a coffee or something like that. It's just about being creative. But it's all still based on that service, right? Serving whoever that target audience is, uh, providing that product or that service or both. You know, so the framework, once again, it would be the same. Uh, it's still that anchor, uh, regardless of the situation. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I love how much you focus on creativity um, because. I, I hear all the time, like, dude, I'm not creative. I don't have a creative bone. Oh, it's a heartbreaker. It's a heartbreaker. Nah, nah, you see, you, you may not be an artist, you know, but there are many forms of creativity other Come than just now. art. Yes, indeed. So, I mean, you know, you, you may be a cre creative in a sense of, you know, I would have never thought of having a subscription, you know, platform in a Starbucks for remote workers to go work. That is yeah. freaking brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. creative as hell. Like, <laughs> bro, I, I was in uh, I was in Nigeria, and one and the guy told me about it. He's like, "Hey, my company's out there." I'm like, "That is a great idea. We need to do that immediately, <laughs> right?" Yeah, because then it all came down to like, okay, this is the change. How do we continue to serve? But yeah, that's where it all starts, man. The creativity, and people right. say they're not creative. Oh, that breaks my heart every time I hear it. Uh, normally, just means you know they've gotten some bad messages in life. That's right. all been around some folks giving them bad messages you know and maybe they're scared to be creative or whatever uh, but that's why we suggest people take that multiple intelligence assessment it'll really open your eyes to just how valuable you are you know showing you all these different intelligence that you have it's not somebody else's this is you right uh so we really try to stress that to people once you begin to explore yourself who you are come on now you're way more powerful than you're giving yourself credit for uh so that's a big one as well, making sure folks inventory themselves because everybody, if you can make words with your mouth, then you are creative. <laughs> I'm sorry. I hate to break it to you, but you're creative. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's just like, I, I don't know, but I think it's, yeah, it's just the bad messages, man, to get people kind of, yeah. you know, getting people like confidence. Yeah. 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 It's like in life, you know, we're all buoys kind of dropping into the ocean and we start close to our buoy, but as life goes on, we get further and further away from who we really are, you know? And I think right. a lot of folks just kind of lost far away from who they really are. And we're trying to bring them back. Like, man, you're incredible. Like right. the, the incredible person you thought you were when you were a child, that's true. The world has tried to beat it out of you, but that shit is still true. You know, it's still true <laughs> to this day, right? So uh, we try to just remind people of who they are. You know, that's a big part of what we do. I love it. I love it. And, and you're right on the money. Um, every single person has a has create creativity in them yeah it's just finding your your uh zone of genius if you will where you mm -hmm. operate the best and most efficiently within your within yourself and, and coming at it from that perspective so mm -hmm. you know um you know you you look at tom brady or no even better patrick mahomes one of the most creative athletes i've ever oh my seen goodness yeah like yeah. you know perfected the underhand throw in a professional football game like yes. come on bro seriously <laughs> yeah that, that creativity 
But I mean, and it worked. Man. It crushed. Yeah, yeah, it worked. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, no one saw it coming. So I mean, yeah, like that that creativity is key, man. So, but hey, we're coming up on time, uh, Hughes. So go ahead, real oh, quick, and tell okay. us how uh, tell us how we can get a hold of you if we want you to come speak for us, or if we want to learn more about the Trinity and uh, how to do all of that. Uh, yes, yeah, so you can uh, you can reach out to me through uh, Instagram at Carter Hughes thirty uh, five. You can reach out to me on YouTube at Carter Hughes thirty five C A R T E R. H-U-G-H-E-S-3-5. Uh, Facebook, I think it's just my regular name. Hughes.McClan. That's my real name, regular name. Uh, on Facebook, I believe that's the <laughs> that's the one on there. And then you can go to the website as well, uh, Institute.com. Uh, we have the quote of the day on there, challenge of the day. Those things change every day. Just give you something to think about, right? We try to get people... Go to the site within the first 20 minutes of waking up just to give your mind some positive fuel, right, for, for what's about to happen. Uh, but you can reach out to me on there as well uh, through the feedback page. And then on there, on the on the front page, we have the uh, American Workforce Trinity on there that you could purchase. Uh, we have I have the power to change things. We have uh, who's in the driver's seat is on there as well. And then we're starting to offer uh, courses also, like we're taking taking the teachings from the books and putting them into like a a course where you have quizzes, knowledge assessments, you get a certificate at the end, things like that. But this is all that kind of life confidence building, you know, uh, clarity providing courses, you know, just kind of on some some life things for you, like personal things. You can just listen to this, write your stuff down so you can get centered and kind of have a plan to where you want to go, right? That's what we want to help people do to kind of get clear on who they are and where they want to go in life. Uh, so we have all the tools on there as well. We have what's called the power statement that you can download on there. We have the goals tracker, just a spreadsheet, you know, personal goals, professional goals, uh, social goals, uh, silly things you want to do over the next five years, right? We try to put a bunch of things on there uh, for one year, three years, five years out. Uh, if you're filing a claim as a veteran, we have a disability claims checklist on there. This is what I used to give to veterans when I was filing claims, right? That's a good tool to help them. So they can kind of know, uh, okay, do I have the in-service event? Do I have the current diagnosis? Do I have the nexus between the two? Uh, so helping them out with that. Uh, and then an occupation breakdown form as well that you can use. Okay, this is my job. What's the mission? Is it a product service or both? Who's the target audience, right? Just, uh, just spreadsheet to kind of help you see all this stuff in one place. So now you can kind of get more creative about it. Uh, so yeah, a, a few different free products, tools on there. And then uh, the books as well that you can purchase. Yeah, man, but awesome. Yeah, I love it, man. And of course, everybody, as always, I'll have all his links on the website, show notes. Um, what's the other one on YouTube? It's not show notes. It's uh, it's it's. Uh, how many? Yeah. Uh, what is it? The more. I don't. The more. No, the more stuff not. section. Description That's section. Description. There you go. <laughs> description. Y'all know what I'm talking about. I, I complain about this all the time, Hughes. Like, I wish they would just streamline it all so you only have to remember one <laughs> thing instead of a million because it, it be is nice. a mouthful. But anyway, uh, I'm going to have all those links uh, to Hughes below. Make sure you go and give him tons and tons of love, likes, follows, comments, all of that stuff. Buy his books, download his, his free uh, checklists and um, spreadsheets. And really, you know, like we talked about today, it's on you. If you want to succeed, it's on you. The life is not going to, to give it to you. The world is not going to give it to you. If you want to make that million dollars, you got to go get it. And this is definitely uh, one of the tools you need in your toolbox to go get it. So I encourage you all to go do that. Once you're done doing that, head over to renownedleadership.com because uh, Hughes has plenty of love. I really need all the love. So <laughs> give me plenty of love as well. Make sure you yes, click indeed. on book a call and you can come meet with me in person, not in person, but virtual, and but live and uh, just chat with me and see uh, how I can help you. And so Hughes, before I let you go, my brother, uh, all my guests get to share the final uh, word of wisdom. And so my final question on every episode is what advice do you have for people to lead their lives like champions? Okay, I got, I got to come up with something good, something good. Uh, <laughs> okay, I would say, 
I would say the only magic in life is believing in yourself. Once you can make that happen, you can make anything happen. Boom. That's it. You, yeah. you can Boom. just drop the mic and walk away now. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. That is uh, it's going been to... fun, brother. It's been fun. I appreciate it, Hughes. So that's going to wrap it up, everybody. Uh, thank you again for joining us for this special Veterans Day episode. And again, I just want to extend uh, our love, uh, Hughes and my, myself, just all our love to all the veterans out there. Thank you so much for the sacrifices you and your families have made for our freedom. It does not go unnoticed, and I promise you it is not unappreciated. Um, and again, if you are having trouble there is tons and tons of resources out there just go to my website get in contact with me uh, if you click on the contact button it comes directly to me and i check it religiously so i you I, I will respond usually within 24 hours so if you need anything if you are having trouble finding resources get in contact with me and i i either can point you in the right direction or i know people like hughes who, who can uh, help you get to where you need to go with yes, the resources indeed. you need. And I know all these people are willing to do so. So reach out to someone before you go and do something that's permanent. And uh, in my opinion, incredibly stupid. So don't do it. Um, with that being said, everybody, we're gonna wrap it up. Thanks again. I hope you have a blessed, uh, blessed day and uh, I'll see y'all next week. And in the meantime, don't forget everybody, lead like a champion goodbye i try to sleep but you're deep in my mind got a hold of me when i'm awake i'm all blind okay everybody that's going to wrap up this special veterans day edition of the podcast um i, I hope y'all were paying attention uh, because Hughes' story is very relatable and you know the things he's talking about like the super powerful stuff is a great way to take control of your life if you feel like you know you need to be doing more the answer is yes and you start right there where, where hughes was talking so uh, i hope you're paying attention and of course go to the bottom of the show notes click on Hughes links and go give him tons and tons of love once you're done doing that head over to renownedleadership.com uh, top middle of the screen there's going to be a button that says book now or talk to a coach i don't remember what it says anymore but click on that button and uh, that'll take you directly to my calendar. You can come talk to me one-on-one, -on -one, absolutely free, and let me help you. Uh, to all my veteran brothers and sisters out there, thank you again so much for your sacrifice. It means the world to me, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Uh, all right, everybody, that's going to wrap it up for this special edition. I hope you all have a blessed Veterans Day and a blessed rest of your weekend. I will see you at our regular time on Wednesday morning. Until then, never forget, lead like a champion. Goodbye. Everybody.